Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Down Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. What's going on, everyone? Uh, <laughs> I was not ready to do this, so bear with me here. I have Brady Hawk with me. I'm sure we're going to have Ethan back in a second once he figures out his technical issues. But the Heat won there. Wasn't sure that that was going to happen going into this game. I can't lie. But they kind of outgrinded the Cavs, which I think was surprising to some people. You know, they out-rebounded them by six. I think they could have done a better job on the turnovers. They ended up going even. Both teams finished with 13 turnovers. But the Heat did what they needed to do. And luckily, they ended up being the team to come out making more threes than the other team for once. They ended up with, you know, four more threes. And it was very timely, right? Like, you got the Caleb Martin game. They were able to be, I think sharp enough with their executions defensively and they were able to grind it out and now we've got our point guard here so i'm gonna <laughs> back to him we're gonna start from the beginning here you ready three two one as we get to the comments sorry about that i'm working off my phone uh at the same time as uh my computer is not right, working properly there you were gone. so we're going from there alex uh, at the end of the day he turns it back over to me at the beginning of the day all right let's go we're here for five on the floor live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Today's floor plan, I got Alex Toledo. You can follow the Tropical Blanket. I got Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. We're not going to talk a whole lot more because we screwed up the beginning of this. Again, check out our sponsor, Prize Fix. Use the code 5. Everybody knows that already. Just sign up and keep us in business. All right. Cleveland Cavaliers, Miami Heat. Miami coming off that terrible loss in Charlotte. They go up to Cleveland. And the reason I think this was a significant win, other than the fact that it kind of salvages the road trip, at least to a certain point, when you're looking at New York and Milwaukee coming up, but also, there were a lot of things that kind of went wrong today, and they won anyway. And just to go through the list of some of the things that didn't go particularly well today, the starting lineup, which is now, I guess, 10-10 and 10 on the season when it plays, 
got blitzed at the start of the first quarter and at the start of the third quarter. The overall numbers for the starting lineup when the five of them together were together tonight was not good. They also did not close quarters particularly well today. Uh, this At one point, what were we at? Like, pretty much every quarter recently has been a buzzer beater against them. They can't close quarters. They had that bad run at the end of the third to allow the game to get tied. And they came back from that. And also, Jimmy missed some bunnies uh, when he came back. I mean, just some shots that rimmed in and out. But Bam was there to clean things up. Uh, I thought a better overall game from Tyler tonight. And the other thing we'll get into tonight is Gabe Vincent closing the game over Kyle Lowry, which to me was an absolute no-brainer, and kind of where that goes going forward. So I know Alex was talking. I didn't hear any of it. I'll let him talk again in a second. I'll start with Brady here. Uh, Most significant thing that they did today to win this game. Uh, I think I'll say Caleb Martin, to be honest. Like, I think he deserves a little bit of credit from this game, uh, considering the fact there was, there was a different elements. Like the first quarter, I think Jimmy deserves all the credit because he totally settled them. Like that game could have went very South very quickly. Uh, and he basically settled them offensively in a way that, that the start of that game, like you said, was like, it was an ugly offense. Like I had no idea the direction they were trying to go. Cleveland was collapsing defensively. Like they weren't able to do anything. Uh, and then they kind of just found their base. Like Jimmy was able to kind of find that mid post area. They, all he was doing was trying to get either Dean Wade or Garland on him. And if he got that, like that was Miami's offense. Like from there, they can work. If they want to send a double, Jimmy will make the pass. If they don't send a double, he's going to go low post and he's going to draw what 15 free throws on the game. So like they found their base in that way, but I'll say Caleb deserves most of the credit. He was, he starts the game. Uh, he missed his last shot, but he was seven to seven from the field, four, four from three before that point. It's like, when you have one of your role players going for close to 20 and 10, like that's kind of what you need on the road in a game like this where some of your guys seem sluggish. Like I thought uh, Bam for most of the pockets this game looked a little sluggish, kind of carried over from that Charlotte game. I thought Tyler looked a little sluggish at times. Kyle was kind of just nowhere to be found in the first half. So it was like a lot of elements where they needed a pick-me-up and, and Caleb was that in this game. Uh, but like Alex was mentioning some of the numbers before, this team just shot 45% from three tonight. Like, I don't remember the last time we said that. I feel like right. we were, we've were we been talking about 20 percentage points less every single game. Like, 45% from three for this team. Uh, I said it before this game. That's the way that Miami's ultimately beat defenses like this. Like, that is always the way they're going to beat defenses like this. I just didn't think they had it in them to do it with what we've seen as of late. But this is kind of the, the way to do it. Uh, and it wasn't the same guys. Like, Tyler adds three of six. Uh, Kyle hits some two in the third quarter. You have Caleb with four. Uh, Gabe, I thought was really good in this game. Like you mentioned about him closing, like I thought he he deserved. Even when he got his fifth foul and he exited, I was kind of saying to myself, "Let him play out with that last foul. If he right. fouls out, he fouls out. Like he deserves to be in the game because his spot up three was was falling. He was kind of competing defensively. Uh, so I thought there was things like in this game. But I think let me just add in the last things I mentioned, Jimmy. I think you just see games like this all the time where Jimmy can co- just control things offensively, and you're like, he needs help. <laughs> like we keep having these trade uh-huh. discussions over and over, and it's like. When you continue to see Jimmy do what he does and get to the line time and time again, figure out the best defense in basketball and also compete defensively, it's like give him the talent around him and then figure things out from there. Well, this was like a playoff game, Alex, right? And that's where Jimmy is at his best. I mean, it is when you kind of have to figure out where you can get into the cracks of the defense, which uh, against Cleveland there aren't a lot. And we've talked a little bit about offense and the threes. Their defense was excellent tonight. I mean, Cleveland helped it with some of the turnovers. But well, I'll ask you this, um, first, and also, Jimmy with a pass the band in the last three minutes. That That's actually for a finish. We don't see a whole lot of that. What was more concerning to you tonight, though, Alex? Is it is it the way that they're starting halves with this group? Or is it, I mean, is that an anomaly, do you think, just against this team? Or is it the way that they're finishing quarters? The finishing quarters thing has been weird lately. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. I would have to look up the numbers on how they finish quarters. That's that's actually something interesting. But, you know, it, it feels like teams hit every single buzzer beater on the part. Mm-hmm. Some of that, you know, obviously, there's a, a whole lot of luck with some of these shots going in, especially like the two, was it Terry Rozier hit two of them the other night? Mm-hmm. I mean, the other day? Anyways, just like a lot of that, I think it's just not having a hand up and guys getting – you know, an open enough look where there's a sh- the, the the small chance that it's going to go in goes up a little more and it's just bad luck. But as far as the, the end of her, that, that's something to plug into. But what's what you said, I think that was most meaningful there was it really felt like a playoff game. It felt like a simulation of what you, we've seen in the past with how teams um, defend Jimmy mm-hmm. in the playoffs. We saw how they slotted Mobley uh, onto Jimmy, especially in the fourth quarter and just kept hedging and recovering they kept trying to set the guard screen for him and i thought they weren't physical enough like i know gabe isn't the same uh let's say build as kyle lowry to be as, as physical with the guard screens but i thought him and tyler just didn't do a great job to get jimmy those uh driving lanes and you know credit to mobley because he's obviously uh great at that they wanted to put some size and versatility on jimmy teams have done that before and been successful i thought jimmy was pretty good at figuring out where the, the you know, the open spots were there. But he he struggled against it. He hit that one fadeaway where, you know, and that's kind of where the looks were, right? But it was a whole lot of length there. You had Jared Allen in the paint. And it's also a simulation of what might happen in the playoffs with Bam. And I'm not to say, you know, take shots at him in any way. It's, it's just like the opportunities that he's able to get in some of these other regular season games, I think are a lot harder to come by mm-hmm. when you have teams like that with two very talented bigs who just, you know, he they know that once the you know the rim runs aren't there obviously he did a great job in the fourth quarter to uh, i think he was probably the the best player in the fourth there with what he was doing at, just on both ends with the putbacks the rebounding you know great job by Caleb but bam it's just overtasked you know versus two pigs like i think this would be a brutal playoff series for him not that he would be like bad or anything like that it was just like to keep up what they do right to overcome their size disadvantages over a playoff series just seems physically exhausting like I I don't think I would want them to go through that and this is a very possible series I mean this is a possible four or five matchup in the Eastern Conference you look at some of those teams that are floating around a little bit we will get to most of the comments here after the break Um, I I do want to dive in a little bit more to uh, to the closing lineup stuff here because you've talked about how Brady there are four automatic closers uh, you know, but but again, it looks like there's a role for Caleb in a lot of these situations when he's playing well. We've seen Highsmith do it at times, and obviously that that didn't happen tonight. Um, and and then Gabe, but we are getting to the point where I'm not expecting Kyle Lowry to close. Right? It's it's just he's not a closer on this team anymore. No, definitely not. And I've said it before. I feel like. Uh, the defensive stuff is the main thing. Like forget even the, the stat sheet when you look at all the zeros in it in the first half. It's just the fact that when you're facing Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, how are you going to put Tyler and, and Lowry out there at the point of attack? Like Bam is becoming a real offensive threat. You cannot put two negative point of attack defenders out there, or average point of attack defenders out there even, to just make Bam do all this extra work defensively, like if you're at this point. So I feel like uh, they're definitely at a point. Like I know I said four closers, and tonight I don't Depot didn't close, but it was kind of a – Uh, a weird scenario. Gabe and Caleb were just playing really well, so they're going to slot them in. I think most of the time, Depot's probably going to get that role. Uh, But it's funny because you mentioned Haywood closing before after big games Mm -hmm. and Caleb closes after a big game. Like, they they play like they... (laughs) Like, they. we talk about the fours that they need to get. They want a closing four so badly because that's like... Mm -hmm. 
that's the spot that they need to fill, in my opinion, because Spo mm-hmm. loves that spot. Like that that Caleb spot, that Haywood spot. Like if they could find a regular closer in that role, ideally over the next few days uh, or a week or so before the trade deadline, that's the spot to look at. But I think the closing lineup, I think that that ship has sailed for Kyle specifically. And then obviously you have your four guys and just kind of change it for that fifth. But also, I don't know if we mentioned kind of the Max thing and stuff. I think they're at the point now where they're just going to put defenders out there. Like I don't even think mm-hmm. even if Max has it going, if they're going to just put shooting like, I think they're just going to try to live with it and just try to suffocate teams and try to force turnovers because that's when they're at their best. All right, I want to go through some of the numbers today just so people kind of understand, you know, who, who did what, uh, you know, as, as we go through this. Caleb made his first seven shots, uh, ended up missing his eighth. Jimmy was 6-16, six of 16, uh, but ended up getting to the line. Tyler, 6-15, of 15, uh, did shoot 3-6 of six from three. Gabe Vincent was 3-6 of six from three. You mentioned them shooting over 40% from three. A lot of that was Vincent. Uh, it was Vincent Hero and and Martin for the most part. Kyle did make two out of his five, six points, three rebounds, two assists in 24 minutes. I, you know, Greg, who's not around this week because he's actually on a work trip, mentioned this again that the Depot minutes are tracking with the Lowry minutes lately. And in fact, tonight Depot was 27 and Lowry was 24. So this has been a, a consistent shift. I again, we're going to get into some other stuff here after the break and get into the comments. But Alex, the starting lineup itself. Um, I agree with with Brady. The, the thing they need the most is a potential closing for that. That's the big to me. That's the big and one who can shoot also, a tough closing for who can also shoot. I don't know. Again, of all the guys that we've discussed, I'm not sure who that guy is going to be at the deadline, and that's what we're going to be doing here over the next week is trying to figure that out. But <clears throat> the starting lineup, they're ten and ten with these starters. Is is this if they don't get a starting four, do you stay with this starting group? Honestly, uh, I'm not against moving Kyle to the bench. Uh, you know, I don't think that's going to be ultimately the solution. But what I do agree with is that you're getting, you know, you're not getting the returns, the production from Kyle that you want. And, you know, I never bring up contract stuff here for the most part because that's not I don't think that factors in much outside of actual actual roster construction issues. And that's not really what we're talking about here. But and if you want to get more production out of Kyle, there's got to be. I think more moments where he's actually able to get the ball, where he's not just a ball mover and an off ball player who, you know, all of his uh, scoring is based on if he's having a good shooting night. And that's why I completely agree that it's kind of a closer by committee situation right now. And so even if you do move Kyle to the bench and maybe that does help his production a little bit, we've seen him be good with bench units in the past. Like it's, I don't know that that ultimately solves anything. It might be a little bit better for Kyle. Right. And, but really like, the relief points, the role players and the, and the relief points that they're supposed to be providing have not been there, right? Whether you're talking about Gabe, whether you're talking about Kyle, whether you're talking about Victor, like all of these guys have different skill sets, but they don't do it on a night-to-night basis. And I'm not trying to like talk down on them. It's just been the case, right? Like the relief points that you need mm-hmm. when you get the shots that are that Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler can generate and the passes that they can generate, like they're not getting it. So I think it's about who's having a good game and that's really what it comes down to at this point. I think they got to get that closing for, and it's got to be like, if you're obviously we know that he wouldn't trade the pick without it being somebody worth it. It's, but like, if you're not getting somebody that's that level of four that you feel good about closing with these guys every single night and helps you match up in the playoffs, can shoot the ball, can defend meets all these, uh, you know, benchmarks. Like 
then what are we doing here? Well, then that, that, that is the question. What are we doing here? We're just basically running out the season until you get eliminated in the first round of five games. That's what we're doing here. I mean, I mean good I, that, luck trying to overcome the size disadvantages versus a lot of these teams, like what they did tonight in over a seven game series. Like, it's just so exhausting. Like, well, they you can, can see, do it. You can see it. That's, that's really you, tough. You can see it wearing on these guys. I mean, that that's the thing. And I, and I think when you see what happened with Caleb, it wasn't just the injury that he was coming through. It was also fatigue from having to play out of position for all this time. They know they need to solve the problem. And I he doesn't get to the rim as much as a starter, by the way. I feel like we – I never say that, but he the starting lineup is still good for the season. It's But, like, guys are out of place. And mm-hmm. it feels like Caleb used to get to the rim a little bit more. And, then, you know, you look at it and the numbers kind of confirm it too. Like, he's kind of turned into this 3 and D 4 who most of the shots come from playing off the catch. Yeah. Right. And that's the box that they're in. We're going to get into that after the break. Because uh, I, I do want to talk about that because when we start to talk about how you get that player, you know, it's again, it's what are you willing to spend and what is it worth spending? And it's kind of like a catch 22 here, a chicken of the egg, as we say, sort of, you know, if you don't get the player who's going to help you compete in those situations, you're not going anywhere this year. But then again, you look at it and say, okay, even if we get the player, are we going anywhere this year? And that's the calculation I think that's going on in the front office. Is, is it worth spending the pick and potential other assets and money to try to make a moderate improvement this year if you don't think you're going anywhere? But again, if they don't make the move, they're definitely not going anywhere. So we'll talk about that after the break. Before we do, I want to talk about ODMPSI.com. Go to ODMPSI.com. Again, that's ODM Performance Solutions. As they say there, they get it done for you. We're going to have a watch party soon that they're going to help sponsor for us. Uh, again, if you may not run a business, but you may be close to the boss. The boss may be a family member or something like that. Tell them about these folks because they can help your business run better, okay? And they can find uh, all kinds of talent for you. They also have call centers, etc. Go to ODM Performance Solutions. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Uh, performance pollution of, of the game tonight, uh, it, I mean, to me, was I, I thought their overall defense was really good. I thought their pressure on the ball was good tonight. Um, I thought Jimmy had that stretch where he was getting his hands in there. And, and really, they, they kind of rattled Cleveland a little bit offensively, which I, I thought was doesn't happen a lot. Garland doesn't turn the ball over a lot in big situations. I thought Mitchell was a little bit off his game tonight. Uh, so I thought, to me, the performance solution was defense. We also want to mention, she's, she's in the comments here, so I have to mention her. Insurance by Lynette.com. A, aggressive insurance. That's our friend Lynette. 954 uh, excuse me, 954-581-8800. 954-581-8800. Huge Miami Heat fan, as you all know. And, of course, she can help you get any kind of insurance for your life insurance, renter's insurance, uh, and, of course, car insurance. And if you have a bad driving record, she is the person to go to. Go to insurancebylanette.com. All right, I, I do want to get to some comments here. So, Manny, put them up, and we'll try to get through them. Uh, get Collins. Uh, let's just scroll through them, and then we'll kind of decide which are the best ones we want to comment on. Insurance by Lynette. Thank you. Yes, we always appreciate that. Uh, Braum, Max, Caleb, and Gabe have been overworked this season, and who's the blame for that, right? We, we've talked about that. They've been put in roles that they really shouldn't be in this year. Now, Gabe's situation was more injury-related, but the other two, you're having one shooting specialist, basically, and then having another guy who's playing as an undersized power forward, that's why you got to lengthen the roster. By the way, is there any concern here about Depot shooting lately? It's kind of hit the wall there. 
I mean, I don't think we expect him to be a shooter, to be honest. Like when you compare it to the other guards, like, yeah, it would be ideal, but it's like what he provides defensively. And he, it, look, we were talking about, I know the hot topic in that first half was Kyle's stat line of all the zeros. But like at that point, Debo wasn't shooting well, but he had five assists. Like he was absolutely kind of taking the reins of the point guard like that they needed at that time. So uh, his ability, when we were talking about it in the offseason, we didn't have many ex- expectations. We kept talking about his ability to get to the rim. He's been getting to the rim. Like whatever happens from beyond the arc happens beyond the arc, but he's done his job defensively and he's done his job getting to the rim. So I, I can't complain too much. Three or four more comments. Let's, let's throw them up here. And then I want to, I want to get into this uh, most, uh, what was it? What fan base, most spoiled fan base thing. We're going to talk about that before we close. Uh, this comes in from uh TikTok first kick. Uh, fourth quarter, early Bam was the best player on the floor. We weren't giving the ball. It was crazy. He hardly touched it early in the game, right? Like I, it did feel like an extension of the Charlotte game. Was that Alex more Bam or more them? Ah, uh, honestly, it's hard to put it on one thing. I just think, like I said earlier, it's harder for him to get in the same rhythm that he gets to another game versus bigger front courts. That definitely was not the case in the Hornets game. That was a game where he, you know, I think he could have done a lot better. Mm. But like, really, the Heat, I think, and, and this is less to do with Bam and more about the team in general. They're just not that good at finishing. And like, yes, they had a good three-point shooting game, but they also took. 10 less threes and the number that Spo would always preach about trying to get to as a benchmark, which was 40. They took 30 threes tonight, made 14. Great percentage. You would have had every single night with this team. Absolutely. But I think, and I want to look into this too, uh, going forward, it feels like a trend where they're doing kind of more and more of their work inside the arc. And they somehow won tonight and they did not shoot well at the rim or in the mid range. They shot 10 of 30 in the mid-range and uh, 10 of 17 at the rim, which the rim finishing and rim, you know, just shooting in general has not been good all season. So that's, a, you know, that's a concern. So all of those things are just kind of what popped out to me and as, you know, in this matchup and things that could come, you know, versus other East teams. All right, let's, let's get to three more comments here, and then I want to close with a spoiled fan base thing. Can we agree, uh, Brady, let's do these quick. Can we agree uh, that Depot is shooting way too many threes? Yeah, it's funny. I, I literally think me and Alex have this conversation at games. Like, if there's one thing, like, it's not even the percentage I'm at. It, like, if there's one thing to point out, I think you'd want less three-point attempts, to be honest. Like, if he's going to be on the ball more, mm. it's more about the getting to the rim and a lot of the stuff Alex was pointing at. And I know you just said to go quick, but I just want to add really quickly. The blueprint of, like, them continue to get to the rim more or inside the arc more and not shoot as many threes, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I know that they set a blueprint of, like, like, getting to 43s. But this isn't a team that needs to get to 43s. Like, we've right. seen the percentage that they keep shooting. They're not a three-point shooting team anymore. Your two best players don't shoot threes. Uh, Tyler has shown that, like, even when he's up and down from three, he can kind of get in that painted area, can hit the mid-range. Just di- live and die with that at this point. Like like they did that 2020 season where they live and died by three. It's time now, like, to kind of live and die right now at the moment offensively, kind of in that interior. So I'm not really mad at that blueprint specifically. And, yeah, Depot fits into that because less threes, more getting to the rim is probably important. Yeah, that's fair. Until they get another shooter, I agree with you on that. This one, uh, another comment here. I'm concerned more. The spot waits till six minutes left to insert back Jimmy back in the fourth quarter. Thank you. Okay, I th- I am tired of this one. I'm sorry. Okay, we have seen too many games start to get away early in that fourth quarter. You're holding on for dear life. He's got to change the substitution pattern there. If he's trying to hold Jimmy's minutes down overall, I know that has been a priority ever since the knee situation. They're trying to cut Jimmy by about two to three, four minutes a game to get him for their season then pick the right games to do it. This is not the game to do it, okay? Do it against the team 
that is clearly inferior to you if there are many of those around the league because we've seen a lot of those beat the Heat, including Charlotte, uh, Detroit, San Antonio, etc. But I, you, you cannot have him sitting on the bench till six and a half minutes left all the time or six minutes or you're waiting for a timeout. I'm sorry. He is the guy who settles you. You don't. Kyle Lowry is a complete non-factor for this team in fourth quarters now. He was supposed to be the guy who took the ball out of Jimmy's hands in those situations. He's not there. So you need Jimmy out there. Do you need him fresh? Yes. Change the substitution pattern to give him three minutes at the end of the third then. Something. But that man needs to be playing nine-plus minutes of the fourth. I'm sorry. You, that can't – because other teams are bringing their guys back. Ethan, they're asking for you to hold Spole accountable <laughs> next I time. am right now. Okay? Okay? And somebody will see this. Trust me. They all do. They see somebody – maybe Spoke doesn't. He doesn't watch us. But the others, they, they'll see it. They'll see it. They'll hear it. They don't really watch it here. They'll hear it on the podcast feed. That's got to change. I'm sorry. Like, I, look, with LeBron, I used to remember, they used to try to wait till the nine-minute mark, eight-minute mark. That's fine, okay? But give him an eight- to nine-minute runway where it's not like now all of a sudden you've gone from three up to four down by the time that he comes in, and then he's chasing. And, that, and then the problem becomes then you're chasing with bad shots, okay, instead of being in a situation where you're up a couple points. That one drives me insane i'm sorry i don't i just i just don't like him sitting the bench for the last three minutes in the fourth quarter Thank the you. funny thing is like there'll be a stoppage of like like i think it was Sunday, it was like seven minutes and 20 seconds and like that's when he gets up and walks to the scorer's table so then you have to wait till the next stop it's like it happens right. every single time so then like minutes go by like it's it's such weird timing of like the way they t- it's always it's always on i mean the way their offense looks without jimmy that those those are precious minutes that go by <laughs> crucial seconds i I mean, you're losing games there. Like, we've talked about the Deadman minutes. Okay, can we stop with the dead Butler minutes now? Like, this is you get him back on the floor with nine minutes left, change the sub. This is, I don't, this doesn't seem to me to be that complicated. Eric, Eric figures out more complicated things than this. Give him the last three minutes of the fourth, third quarter. He needs Old six minutes in the issue. second half. Okay. I, that's where I'm at with it. All right, two more comments, and then I want to get to the spoiled fan base thing. Ready? Go. Throw it up, Manny. Manny's still here. There we go. Thanks to Manny Chang, by the way, for producing tonight. <coughs> Donut Dan, who do you all think have the world worst TV analysts? Uh, Cleveland's worth some trash. I didn't see them. I used to hear them all the time when I lived up there. No? I was actually listening to them because uh, my my Xfinity stream went out on me for a little bit there. So I had to find, let's just say, a different stream. And so I got the Cavs one. And, um, yeah, they were they were very like sometimes, and I've heard this said on other podcasts. Like you might think Eric Reed and John Crotty can can be you know homerific. So some of these other like broadcasters are just loud fans, and it's fine. Like it's kind of fun. Like you, they have a good time, and there's three of them. Like they had a good chemistry. It's it, there's it's a different, completely yeah. different dynamic to what Eric and John do. Like they feel way more professional like I, I don't know man i mean and i'm not trying to you know talk down on them again it's just they're, they're very, like fans they were like fans for the few minutes that i was watching cleveland's like a very parochial city in that sense uh one more here from van lee we get one big shooter one backcourt sniper we're going to the eastern conference finals i i think matchups are going to dictate the eastern conference finals i you got to give yourself a chance i'm sorry like i i just and and now we're going to pivot okay in this last thing and i don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we might do a full episode on this but there was a study. I, where was this study even taken? How did they take come with this study? What, what was the study that the Heat fans are the most spoiled fans, right? This did Pat write that trust study? Trust me, bro. Uh, whatever the study was, that Heat fans are the most spoiled fans. And this gets back to a comment. Yeah, they were the most negative fans is what they most said. Most negative fans. Okay, well, it was similar. All right, so 
this whole thing the other day, uh, a few years ago, where, where after the big three, where Riley was talking about the LeBron era fans versus the other fans. I think a lot of this stems back to this. And I just want to say, this has been a very frustrating season for us to cover. Okay. When I talked to sponsors, I was with our friend Mark Brown today over breakfast. And we're like, this has been a frustrating season to cover. They're 29 and 23. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, there are some teams that were championship contenders that were perceived uh, to be better than the Heat when the season started. I know some of them is injury-related, but whether it's the Warriors or the Clippers or the Suns, who would like to be 29 and 23 right now, right? Like, I mean, the only two teams that have really run away in the West are Memphis and, and Denver. Uh, Sacramento's been a huge surprise. Brady and I have talked about this on the Step Back Pod. And the Eastern Conference, yes, Boston's been consistently good. Milwaukee and Philadelphia have overcome some things, and they've been good. And Brooklyn's been good when Durant's played, but... I mean, the Heat are not in top 10 in, 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 uh, in net rating. They are top 10 in record now in the league. And, and Heat fans are miserable this season. Like, I, I've never seen a season where nobody seems to really have any interest in watching the team play. It's all about who they're going to get next. Are Heat fans the most negative fans in the league, Alex? I mean, it's funny, but, like, I was not really surprised at all when I saw that. It, it kind of made me laugh because it's honestly part of the reason why I kind of stay off Twitter a lot more than I used to during games because it just it, it kind of messes with watching the game itself. There's just too much like agenda pushing going around, and I already there's already enough of that going on during the day where there are when there aren't games on. So I'm I, you know I'm not surprised by it, and I know everybody's frustrated. Like the frustration is still valid, right? Like when you talk about you know running yeah. the team back and everything, all of that has kind of been proven true. But like you said, it's not that bad, right? For like a quote unquote down year. It could definitely be worse. And it's just funny to me because, and look, this might just be a study, quote unquote, study that was done for this season. But the Kings fans being the least negative made me laugh. Because if that goes back more than just this season, because obviously they're, they're having a fantastic season. But if that goes back more than just this season, that's hilarious to me. You know, from the franchise that hasn't been to the playoffs since what, 2006? Yeah. Like, it's just funny, man. Like, think about all the things that have happened for the Heat since 2006. So, you know, just I'm not trying to be the 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 sunshine pepper, sunshine pumper, have some perspective guy, but man, like that study, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. Thanks, Greg. Um, 30 games left in the season, by the way. 30 games left. So just again for perspective, if they went 20 and 10 over the last 30, they'd win 49 games this year. Like this is still reasonably, I mean, this is a 50-win team potentially. It's going to be a low-end 50-win team. I had them at 48 before the season started. They're they're literally, I mean, they're not trending that far off of that. I think now the trend is actually 47. So Brian Fonseca is texting me. He says, I have a lot to say about that survey as an outsider. You know what, Brian? Maybe we'll have Brian on the pod tomorrow and talk about that because I, he's he's up there in New York. And and look, you know, Knicks fans would love to be this. Brian's texting me again, and Heat fans being goddamn miserable for no reason. So, yes, that's Brian's take. We'll have How do they fun. track that? I mean, Brady, that makes Brady, no Brady, sense. Brady, you, you, you haven't even – again, I'm trying to put this in perspective. You were not alive for, like, uh, Karan Butler's rookie season, okay, where they won 25 games. Like, you were – what what were you, five when they won 15 games? Okay, four, four or five. Brady was, like, still, like, being weaned off a bottle. I mean, so like, I mean, where where do you come down on this? I mean, are they the most spoiled fans in the league? Most negative. I'm sorry, it's the same thing. I mean, first of all, I just don't know how they. How do you even track like every negative tweet? <laughs> well, they're all every about fan. Yeah, no. Well, or Tyler, I don't know about all that. Yeah, they want to pack them up. 
I don't know. Uh, I feel like Deadman deserves a lot of that. I feel like Deadman <laughs> has fed into that a lot. Uh, I think the fact of, to be honest, like I feel like it's expectations. The fact that they're in like the one shot away from the Eastern Conference Finals, then you go into an off season where you have KDs and the Donovan Mitchells being named, and then this is the team heading in. So I feel like that's where the frustrations began. And then you head into a season where they're losing to like the Spurs and the Hornets, and then all these teams down the line, and I feel like just built up frustration just ends up on there. Uh, so I'm not surprised in that realm, but it's still the whole thing makes no sense to me, to be honest, like for even forgetting if it's right or wrong. I just have no idea if you could say that they tracked it. OK, I don't believe it. There's no way in the world you track every negative tweet like there's like oh, who, yeah. who who's deciding if a tweet is negative. Or not? I mean, they're like, following I'm, six people, apparently, um, and, you know, and look, <laughs> I. I they I, just logged out to Heat Twitter for one day and they decided. <laughs> well, people are saying on here that Dolphins, Dolphins Twitter is worse, but Dolphins Twitter has a reason to be worse. There, there's a 30-year history of being yeah. disappointed. Like, th- there's no... I, what I, I will mean, say, trash- though, it's like, I feel like a lot of this, if you're just looking at this season, it probably, what I will say is valid is, you know, there's a lot of playoff fear, I think, going on. And maybe this could just be me projecting, mm-hmm. right? But it feels like people are worried about what some of these playoff matchups would look like with the way that their roster is currently constructed. And I feel like to a certain extent, we all agree, you know, to different degrees there, Mm -hmm. but you know, the way it looks right now, they look like kind of a tough first round out. I, you know what I think it is. I I think it's that Heat fans don't want to get invested in this season for that reason. Okay. I, I think that I think they don't want to get invested because they feel like they know the ending because they saw it two years ago. And, and I think the only thing that's going to change. Unless they that, get the Sixers. Correct. Then there will be confidence. But I feel like, and thanks, Corb, for the, Corbs for the donation. Um, I think the only thing that will change that is a move. I, I, th- I think a move then all of a sudden, you will start to see fans get back invested in the season. I think there's a feeling that the, the organization is not invested in the season because they didn't make a move. And that will change if they actually do something and can justify kind of sitting on their hands here uh, until this point. One thing, um, because we have to say this at the end, and I'm not saying he's a better player, so don't clip this or anything. Yes or no? Did Tyler Hero outplay Donovan Mitchell tonight? Alex? Ah, man. Now, this is not an ah, man. Yes or no? Mitchell didn't have a great game, but I still think Mitchell... Oh, I want to say they broke even. I think they both played okay. But I think Mitchell just, you know, gets to the basket and makes plays so much easier than Tyler. I I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying yes or no. Brady, yes or no? It's honestly close to dead even, but I think – You'll I, take it. That's because it's – they basically did the same thing except Mitchell's did a better job playmaking. Like, that would probably be the only differential. But it's just funny compared to all <laughs> all of the, the dilemmas between these two guys and – that just gets once again negative stuff on on Twitter. That just they were tracking all along. This is part of the tracking system. But how did uh, how did the eight first round picks that the Heat would have had to include for Daddy Age play tonight, along with Tyler Hero? I, you know what? If you're gonna get a push with Hero and Mitchell, you take it. I'm okay with that. All right. Thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the code five F I V E. Subscribe to our our off the floor feed for special content. Winnow.app backslash off the floor we gave away 50 bucks in free prize picks today you can't win unless you're subscribed there so check it out it's at the top of our twitter feed odmpsi.com and of course our friend lynette insurance by lynette.com have a good day thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network